Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am Dangerous Duke Duncan. And I'm your boy, Stevie Jobber. And welcome to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast. We're just putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Alright, man, so we got a new episode going on. So, we're going to start this off with the wrestler of the pod. And the wrestler of the podcast this week is Jordan Oliver, the sauce god himself. This kid is only 21 years old, and he's tearing the indie scene up right now like nobody's business. Uh, Currently signed to Major League Wrestling, he is a former CZW Wire champion. So you know just with that alone, 21 years old, former CZW Wire champion, you know that man's got to be doing something right. Yeah, great stats, and CZW is a great place to start, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love CZW. Um, all right, so before we kick it off, uh, I'm going to shout out a Facebook group that's been showing us some love, NFL Trash Talk 2020. If you guys are into football, you're into the trash talking, come join the group with us. Find us on Facebook. It's a hell of a group to be a part of. And we are going to kick it off with AEW. Mm-hmm. So they just had All Out, and I want to know, what were some of your highlights from the, from the uh, pay-per-view? Um, one of my minor highlights, uh, I won't even say from the pay-per-view, I'll say from the AEW episode before the pay-per-view. Oh, okay. On the go-home show, um, our boy Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. uh, who's now running like a five-man group, I guess it is. Oh, damn. With like uh, the Lucha Bros, um, the Butcher and the Blade. Um, he cut, he's been cutting really good promos. Oh, yeah? And in the go home show, you know they have their, you know their uh, promo for the battle royal segment. But it originally started as a bunch of guys and their managers out yeah. there in the ring. So and then it you know it escalated into the big brawl at the end. But um, when Eddie Kingston came out with all his boys, it just just a really good, really real raw promo, which I mean is why they have him. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely been improving his stock over the last uh, couple months or so, and it's been showing real well, especially in AEW. Absolutely, and he fits, which is the funny part because they come out all in black, and Eddie's in like straight street clothes, <laughs> just talking mad shit, and it's just it's fun to see. Yeah, it's great to see something like that, especially from a guy who's been in who's been on the indie scene like him, actually doing good now and. Showing that he's been improving consistently, it's really nice to see because you know a lot of guys they just float by and they're like at the same level for a lot of years. He's actually showing that he's improving every single place he goes to. Absolutely. So that that was actually a pretty decent thing for me to see. Um, a highlight for me was probably FTR winning the tag team titles. I'm glad to yeah. see them finally get some respect and some recognition. Uh, it seems like AEW's using them the right way. Uh, I know when they first got there, when they first did their little drive-up segment, uh, they didn't have contracts signed officially. They were just like appearing as like a um. I forget what the uh, the concept is, but it they kind uh, of just, like handshake deals. Yeah, like a handshake yeah. deal, something yeah. like that. And then I think it was a couple weeks later, about a month or so later down the line, and their contracts became official. So it's nice to see them actually getting some respect and AEW using them the right way that they should be used. Um, so that that was a highlight for me on the pay-per-view, seeing them win the tag titles, even though it was kind of predictable. Yeah, I mean, you kind of expected them to win, especially with how things are going with Hangman Page right now and the rest of the elite. But, I mean, nonetheless, you know, they deserve the win. I really like them with Tully Blanchard. You got three out of the four horsemen right now. If we're just going by Tully Blanchard's guys. Yeah, that's that's actually that's actually a great way of looking at it too. I like that. Um, my question is, who do you think that fourth is gonna be? Well, it's funny because for a second I thought it was gonna be Hangman Page, but like I said, watching the Go Home Show, um, they kind of embarrass Hangman in front of Kenny, and mm-hmm. it just it kind of seems like Hang there everyone's leaving Hangman out to dry. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, of all those people, I never really seen Hangman as. Somebody that should have been in the elite to begin with. He was just kind of the guy that like, I didn't even see why he was in Bullet Club. I was like, all right, why are you here? Yeah, other, than, other than a f- cool nickname concept, you don't really 
Like, of everybody that was there at the time, what was it? Him, Marty, Cody, Kenny, mm-hmm. the, the Bucks. I was like, he's, like, probably the least popular out of all of them. Yeah, let's talk about it because I felt the exact same way you felt. When um, the Elite were getting to be AEW and you were getting all the pieces of it and you were finding out who was going to be on the show, who wasn't, um, Hangman surprised me because I had never really paid too much attention to Hangman. He just didn't make sense with everyone else. And it was funny because when AEW started, you remember when they were having their first pay-per-views and they were building to the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was it was Jericho versus Hangman for the butt, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think it was Jericho and Hangman because I know they did fight for the title at one point. Right. So I thought they were they were booking it like Hangman's gonna be like our our uh, our rising star. He's gonna be the eventual champion. Um, and they were just putting the butt on Chris because they needed a solid guy to hold it mm-hmm. until they could build Hangman Page to where they wanted to. But now it's kind of seeming like, you know, Hangman's ego. I, I feel like Hangman's going to flounder. Yeah. It's, it's seeming like Hangman's ego, maybe at the start of it, mm-hmm. is causing everyone now to leave him out there. Yeah, I, I feel like no matter what, Hangman was never a top superstar talent like he was never a top guy in my opinion so i just felt like he was always going to be like that mid-level that mid-level guy he can go out there and give you a solid match but he's never going to be anything else like he's never going to be a world champion type of guy mm-hmm. like he i figured he was going to be like a cesaro mm-hmm. fans would like him yeah really good he hand. he would go be a good worker in the ring yeah and that's it. You'll see a mid-card title on him here and there, a tag team title here and there, and that's it. And I like Hangman as a good as a good uh, as a good mid-carder instead mm-hmm. of a champ. Oh yeah, he could, he could definitely be a good mid-carder. Give him the TNT title a couple times, you know, a couple tag team title rings. And I think they got a lot of people there they can push to be a top guy before Hangman anyway. So I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a disrespect to Hangman to put him in the mid-card title. It's just there's some other people they got right now that are just. Better for the yeah, role. that are more suited to be a to be a champion that represents the company at the top level. Honestly, because you still got Pac. I still like MJF as a champ, even though he oh, just yeah, lost. Absolutely, which we'll get into later. But and I think you're absolutely right. Hang not, not to mention, you you still got Kenny just sitting there as a tag right. team champion. Like, well, maybe that's why they're doing. Well, this. not a tag team champion anymore. But I was confused as as all hell to be like, okay, well, why is Kenny not in the world title picture? Yeah, I was surprised when they put the when they actually put the belts on um, Hangman and Omega in the first place. I thought it was just something to get over, and then they kept going with it. Yeah, they, yeah, they just kept it rolling. Um, next, you got Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara. I don't understand. Like this feud, it was good at first. It was okay at first. Now I'm just tired of it, just for the simple fact that Matt keeps getting too damn hurt by Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, and Sammy, Sammy seems really clean in a ring, he, but for whatever reason, in these hardcore matches, man, he's just not suited. Yeah, like, dude, we we get it. Matt's a hardcore guy. You want to keep up with the hardcore icon in a right. sense, but dude, you're fucking literally throwing a chair at his head, get have, have, needing him to get thirteen stitches, and then if you missed it on all out. Spoiler alert, he speared him off of, I don't even know what that thing is, like a, like a lift or something? Uh, yeah. Like a construction Another lift? Huge construction and lifts. it was supposed to go through two tables. Well, Sam, I don't know if Sammy maybe speared him too hard or Matt just jumped too far. It looked like it was, to me, it looked like it was too hard of a spear. Yeah. And Matt clean missed the one table. Like, he, he hit the first one, straight clean missed the second one. Yeah, head, head smacked off the concrete. He was out cold. I think only his legs hit the table. Yeah. Like, right. he clean cleared that thing. It was ridiculous. Like, you can tell just from looking at it. They did a good job trying to switch camera angles, but, I mean, man, you yeah, know, no, you'd like, have to be blind not to see. Like, yeah, because I watched it back at least three times, and every single time I was like, damn, his head bounced. It looked like a basketball hit the concrete. Crazy, and you always worry about you know stuff like that. I did hear that they had um, stunt men to go over the spot. I don't mm-hmm. know what went wrong, but clearly something went wrong. And 
I feel like what Sammy... Matt is not Jeff Hardy. You no, he, yeah, mean? he's not Matt. He can't keep taking those bumps, man. Yeah, I, I feel like Sammy just over... I feel like Sammy just overshoots whenever he's working with Matt, and that's just the that's just the thing that happens because, you know, he's in there with Matt. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's always going to happen with Sammy and Matt in the ring at the same time. It does bring me back to... Um, Another thing I noticed in the, uh, what do you call the closing show? What do we call the closing show in uh, kayfabe? The go-home show? Oh, yeah, 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 the go-home show. Um, when Jericho fights Joey Janela, it brings me back to them really wanting, uh, me really wanting them to have a hardcore title because there's people that are specified in these matches that they could have used. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I get that it's a inner circle thing, and yeah. you want to get Guevara over, especially after all that he's been through. But somebody, I, I can't help but think that somebody like Darby Allen, somebody like um, Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc, who they let go, would be yeah, or even Eddie Kingston would be better suited for these kind of matches to make sure that everyone is safe. You know what yeah, I mean? There's people that. Absolutely do the job of being hardcore and safe a lot better than what's being done here with Sammy Guevara. Yeah, definitely. So sad to see. I hope Matt gets better. All right, so now we have something we don't normally talk about that much. We got a piece of NWA news, and I know you're excited for this one, so I'm going to let you take this one. Yes, yes, yes. I've been checking, um, scouring the internet, and uh, NWA is having a... I, w- I wouldn't say a huge title match, NWA title match, but... It's, it's just a title match that has your attention. Yeah, but it's a, it's a title match that gets your attention, which is what it's supposed to do. Um, Shit, if it makes it on the podcast, then it's definitely catching our attention. Right, it's doing something. While Thunder Rosa is out and um, all out fighting um, Rio, I believe the name is. Uh, yeah. For the, uh, for the AEW, well, champion versus champion. Um... Nick Aldis is actually fighting Mike Bennett um, from the Canellises. I was gonna say, yeah. If you know, if you follow WWE, it's Mike Canellis. Yeah. Because you know his wife wears the pants. Who had one of the greatest theme songs and was totally wasted away. I really loved the Canellis theme song. It was really good. <laughs> um, but he's 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 fighting Nick Aldis for the NWA title. I in no way believe that Mike Bennett is going to win, but it does have my attention that they've signed Mike Bennett and that they're using him. Yeah, yeah. that caught my attention a lot, too, because it made me wonder, what the hell is Ring of Honor doing? They have not picked up a single free agent from everybody. And Mike Mike was the last one. Yeah. You better it makes su- you wonder. You better sweet talk Rusev into coming out of retirement. Oh, true, yeah. Well, at least release Russo doesn't have to take anything down. Yeah, no. <laughs> Which we'll get into. We'll later. get into that one later. Uh, all right, so now we're gonna jump into Impact, and I know you're excited to see Heath and Rhino working together. Oh again. yeah, yeah. Good to see them back. Um, on a recent episode of Impact, Rhino is seemingly having a handicap fight with uh, one of the tag teams down there. Um, and Heath Slater is—is is he Heath Slater now? Is he? Is he no, yeah, he's still, he's still Heath Slater. Slater. Um, Heath is disguised as a cameraman uh, and helps Rhino beat these guys' asses, which is great. Good to see there's still some humor in the character. I thought it was gonna just come back and be you know big badass, but it's good to see he's still sticking to some comedy in there, and it's good to see him back with Rhino. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because him and Rhino did work good together. That was a pairing. They did great stuff. Man. That was a pairing that you thought wouldn't work, from from the get go. Yeah. Excuse me. And then you gave them three weeks together, and it was golden. Mm-hmm. And you just keep running with it. So, I, if yeah, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let them do what they did before, and it'll be great. It's one of those odd partnerships that ends up working really well. So I'm glad they thought of that because you know for a while we were just wondering. Since Slammiversary, we signed all of these great guys. All right, what are they going to do with them? Yeah. They got to find a place for everybody now. You know what I mean? We can't put titles on everybody we bring back. But you got to find something for them. We got to find something. And so right now, it looks like they're doing pretty good. Um, yeah. For the most part, you know, there's obviously, you know, one or two that are 
little iffy, but for the most part, everybody they signed has a purpose and a place and something going on right now. Yeah. Speaking of uh, people they signed that have something going on right now, your boy Eric Young just regained Mm. the Impact title for the second time. I mean, if we had a clap, uh, if we had a clap soundbite, now would be the time to play it. Mm -hmm. So good to put a title back on Eric Young. So good to see Eric Young used to his full potential. I honestly think that's a smart move by Impact, putting the title back on him. Just like, yeah, he's 40 years old, but you're getting more people to tune back into Impact. Like, obviously, you made a big splash with signing all the free agents that were underutilized. Absolutely. And people know EY. They know his his storied history with Impact. And to put the title back on him again, you're going to get a couple of those older fans that used to watch Impact tune back in just to say, wait, EY won the title again? Right. And I and I don't I don't watch Eddie Kingston. Um, I don't watch too much of his work. He's been Impact champion, and I, I really like Eddie uh, Eddie Edwards. But you don't watch Eddie Kingston or Eddie Edwards? I'm, oh, my bad. I'm mixing the too last many names. Eddies. <laughs> yeah, too many Eddies. Um, but I, I don't I don't watch too much of Eddie Edwards. But I do like his work. I remember when him and Tommy Dreamer were working uh, closely together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I believe in him as the champion, but at the same time, it doesn't hurt to put a belt on a guy you know is going to get over. Yeah. And EY has, has EY's been off the grid since he's been in WWE, so it just makes sense that you put the belt on him because it's automatically going to get over, especially with people like me that have been watching EY since Team Canada mm-hmm. when he was like blonde hair and scared of his own pyro. Yeah. So really good stuff. Um, so next up we have, I want you to tell me about this one because I missed it, but I'm interested in hearing about it. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns versus the Rascals. Yes. Okay. So anybody that doesn't watch Impact or stop watching Impact, um, if you like guys like Ricochet, if you got, if you like guys like Cedric Alexander, Mustafa, if you are a fan of guys that do really good flips and smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> you like the Rascals. Check out the Rascals. Flips and kicks. Flips and kicks. Flips, kicks, and a whole lot of reefer. That that's, would make that would make one dope t-shirt. That sums them up. It's it's a team. It's just a team of high flying guys. They kick a lot of ass. They're very entertaining. One of them looks a lot like Ricochet, and it's thrown me off a couple times because I follow him on Instagram, and I'm like. Oh, shit, one of the guys from the Rascals is with Ricochet. No, it's not Ricochet. It's just a guy that looks like Ricochet at a certain angle. Or you're like, wow, they, they released Ricochet, and Ricochet went Right, yeah. It took me off guard a couple times. But the, the they're really good guys, and the Motor City Machine Guns are the original high-flying, flippy tag team that's going to show you shit you've never seen before. Yeah. So to put the Motor City Machine Guns with the Rascals... Even more, you put again, more impact royalty right there. It's just entertaining. It's entertaining, and it's going to get the young guys over. So I don't know if the Rascals are going to win, um, but to me, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a great match, and that's what I live for. Yeah, I, th- I think that'll be a good match, too, because it'll, it'll be great for the Rascals uh, working with the Machine Guns because you figure, like I said, they're impact royalty in a way, multiple-time tag champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Chris Saban over there, former X-Division champion, former, former world champion. I love Alex Shelley because of the stuff he did in Impact and mm-hmm. Ring of Honor as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a great match. A lot of flips, and it'll be good for the Rascals to learn from a seasoned team in Impact like uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. Absolutely. Just pioneers of that style of wrestling. Them and um, uh, London and Kendrick. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Who we're never going to see again, but we do have the Motor yeah. City Machine Guns, so you know, use them while you got them. Yeah. It'll 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 make it'll make, for, it'll make for entertaining television. That Absolutely. it definitely will. Um, and next is not really so much impact news. It's more just news involving people from Impact. Mm-hmm. So recently, uh, well, over the last few months and years, since Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, Dot Gallows, excuse me, since they left uh, New Japan and have gone to WWE and they've gone to Impact now. Um, they've still remained close with some of their former Bullet Club brethren, and one of which is 
my boy Tama Tonga. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, bad Tom, guy. yeah, the the good bad guy now. <laughs> uh, but Tama Tonga recently did a podcast, and he was asked about uh, Anderson and Gallows. Uh, somebody asked him if they're if they're still Bullet Club, if they're not Bullet Club, what's the deal with them? And Tama Tonga reiterated the fact that they will always be Bullet Club because they were never kicked out of Bullet Club per se. They went and went to another company and went to find other pastures, make more money. Mm. So they were never really blooded out of Bullet Club. And he said, you know, we can talk about it now. They're always Bullet Club. So that leaves the door open for potentially them to go to New Japan a couple more times, join up with him and Fale. Mm-hmm. You can get the uh, the OGs back together, everybody except for Finn, obviously, but right. they can work out some stuff. Maybe they can work with Jay White, go up against Evil. You know, they can always do some stuff over there. Even I'm still waiting for them to kick Jay White out. Uh, yeah. Not that I don't like Jay White, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I'll say it, I don't like Jay White. <laughs> it's just, I'm just so, like... He doesn't need to be there. Like, you know what I mean? I, Tama Tonga is still the spokesperson for the Bullet Club. Yeah, he, he, Why not just have Tama Tonga lead the Bullet Club? It doesn't he, make sense to me. Tama Tonga essentially became what Carl Anderson was for uh, for Devitt and AJ. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the mouthpiece. Like, even when Devitt left and AJ came in, over that little, like, lapse period, Carl Anderson was the leader of Bullet Club. Right. And a lot of people forget that. Like, he wasn't the leader long, but then he stepped down and let AJ be the centerpiece because of, obviously, his star status. Right. But Carl always remained the mouthpiece. And when Carl left, Tama Tonga became the mouthpiece. Right. And it, it, it makes sense for me to see the guy that's speaking up for everybody be the leader. Mm-hmm. Like, they really only appointed Jay White as the leader because their current leader, Kenny Omega, was leaving. Yeah. And it, it 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 didn't make sense in wrestling terms because they were up to that point feuding with Jay White. Yeah. So to turn him all suddenly just because your front man was leaving didn't make sense when you had a guy that was perfectly fine being the front man. Yeah. That is all elite all the time. You know what I mean? So I mean, you know, Jay White is Jay White, and Jay White's gonna do what Jay White's gonna do, but. I w- I'm still waiting for the day Tom Tonga takes over. Oh yeah, I think yeah. we. I think anybody that follows Bullet Club is waiting for the day Tom Tonga just says fuck this. I'm in charge now. I'm running the show. OGs are coming back into this thing. Right, and I think they owe it to them too. Yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I think that'll make for a great thing. Um, so now we're gonna jump into WWE. We'll start with a couple things from NXT. Wade Barrett we recently just returned to commentate for NXT, and I think he's going to keep going with it. Yeah, um, and new news, I actually had a fan hit me up about this. Oh, really? And us not reporting it, so I'll report it here. Um, apparently, Moro Ronaldo, along with Renee, is um, looking for greener pastures, so he will not be commentating for NXT Again? anymore. Again? Yeah. So this is, like, what, the third time? No, no, no. He's not taking, like, um, you know, before it was um, just mental issues or, like, some bullying stuff here okay. and there. He's actually leaving. Oh, he's, oh, he's, a, he's actually he's leaving, leaving. A WWE okay. uh, commentator anymore. Okay. I thought you meant, like, you know, he was, he was just bouncing and coming back or something. Yeah, which makes sense because um, I do hear Nigel McGinnis is coming back. Um, and I them appointing Wade Barrett to commentary. It just makes sense that, you know, they wouldn't be bringing those people in without some people leaving and with mm-hmm. Renee leaving. And it just makes sense. You know, Moro's, um, Moro's probably done. Moro's probably, I think Moro's probably going to go back to commentating boxing. You think so? Yeah, because he was, he, was he was a boxing commentator before uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what he was, he was good for, he was a great commentator for NXT, don't get me wrong. But I think he was even better in boxing. Like, he did a couple of the uh, Floyd Mayweather fights. He did a Miguel Cotto fight. He did a Danny Garcia fight. He's a great commentator in boxing. And if he goes back to boxing, then I will not be upset with the move of him leaving NXT. 
Well, I think Renee Young is looking to go back into sports as well. I don't think she wants to go back to um, or go to AEW to commentate on wrestling. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I would actually be okay with Moro going to AEW. I, I know it's it's a it's a cliche it's a thing, thing it's a cliche thing to say that everyone leaves is going to AEW. But I mean to just just to counteract that statement, a lot of people that have left WWE have gone to AEW. So <laughs> just you know just 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 to defend that point, but. The commentary team is not the best, in my opinion, on AEW. No, no. They're certainly not better than um, Samoa Joe and whoever Samoa Joe is on the table with. Samoa Joe Samoa and whoever and whoever Samoa Joe is on the table with. Today. <laughs> he, he definitely... Honestly, I will... I will agree right now in WWE. I'll agree with that. Well, you think about it. Samoa Joe has, has been a very, very good commentator. Says, like, cracks me up. Like, there was um, the one segment where... He was going to get in the ring and fight Seth. Yeah. And Dom came in the ring and hit them from behind with the kendo sticks. And Joe's just making his way back to the commentary table. You hear Byron. Oh, my God. What is this? Dominic, Dominic. And then Joe, out of nowhere. Shut up, Byron. I got this. <laughs> like It was like very JBL-esque. But I think he did it better than JBL. Yeah. He's, he's very good at commentating. And, you know, I want to see Joe back in the ring. Everyone wants to see Joe back in the ring. But I'm perfectly fine with him being on commentary. commentary. Joe, at this point, Joe can do no wrong. He can do whatever he wants to do. Exactly. So I wouldn't wouldn't be opposed to seeing more Ronaldo join the commentary team and take somebody out of there. Um, Because who's on the table now? They got Excalibur, um, JBL. Not JBL. What am I talking about? They got JR. I'm mixing up everyone's Uh, names. They got JR, Excalibur, and... JR and... Tony Schiavone, I think it is. Is it Schiavone? Is it Tony Schiavone or Don Callis? I think it's Tony Schiavone. I think it's Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone sounds about right. But I I wouldn't mind them changing out one of them for more Ronaldo. They make fun of Excalibur a lot, so it would probably be Tony Schiavone. And Tony Schiavone could probably just do interviews or something. Mm -hmm. But... They, the the chemistry. So so do you just so do you want Morrow to become the guy they make fun of? Do you realize what oh, happened no. last time? Yeah, no, no, no. They could keep making fun of Excalibur, but just to have somebody in there that can blend together with um, Jr. Because a lot of times it feels like Jr. is kind of carrying the ball, and is, they're just kind of which is nothing new. Which is nothing new, but at least. He, at least he had good. Yeah. J, at least Jr. had better dance partners. Yeah, like him and the King were good dance partners. Him and you know who actually were was a decent commentary team in my opinion. Mm. Jr. and Paul Heyman. Yeah, I could see that when they were doing uh, a yeah. WrestleMania 17. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a great commentary team right there. They blend well. Um, they blended well. I think Jr. and Michael Cole blended well when he was under his wing. Mm-hmm. But the commentary team they have now, I don't know what. It yeah, is. It, it's, it's it's it seems like it's off. it seems like it's lacking a it's lacking like an oomph to it. You need you need somebody that's yeah. that voice that you can actually hear and that voice that you can actually like take things away to. from. Yeah, yeah. It, those points when um the wrestling isn't quite hitting for you, mm-hmm. and you're you stop watching, you start um and you listening. Start listening to the storytelling. You need something good. You need some good commentary going in the back mm-hmm. there, and sometimes when. I'm falling out of the wrestling and just listening to the commentary. It's it just sounds awkward. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind more Ronaldo going there, but you know, just to report on that, more Ronaldo is no longer with the WWE. Only time will tell where he ends up. Um, so next in NXT we have the NXT title match and what I am gonna dub the NXT title match part two. Yes. So for those of you guys who didn't watch. Uh, there was a fatal four-way, 60-minute Iron Man match. The Mount Rushmore of NXT. Very first time they've had a fatal four-way Iron Man match. And it was Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, and Adam Cole Bay Bay. Um, I thought the match was good. I, I, was really good. I said the match was going to be great, and you didn't care who was going to win as long as it wasn't Johnny. Yeah. And Johnny didn't win. Yeah, he didn't win. Neither did Tommaso. Yeah, sadly. But neither did Finn. And neither yeah. did Adam Cole. <laughs> no, technically it was a tie between uh, Adam Cole and Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. 
So now what they're going to do is they're going to have a match uh, at the next NXT show. Mm-hmm. And Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be Tuesday this week. Um, and it's going to be a one-fall winner-take-all. Winner gets the gets the title. Uh, I think that I don't necessarily like the fact that they made it end in a tie. But I like that they used the two best champions that NXT has had as the two that tied. We'll have a debate about who's been the best champion. Oh no, don't get me don't get me wrong. They've those four are obviously the best NXT champions of all time. Tommaso's a great champion, Johnny was a great champion for for being Johnny. Uh Finn, Finn was a great champion because you know he had the demon thing about him, and he had Joe to work with. Yeah, and then Joe um, Nakamura. Yeah, and then uh, Adam Cole was a great champion too because uh, he literally everything he did was golden. Uh, the whole undisputed era, everything that they did with um, bringing in Roger Strong, mm-hmm. fighting Velveteen Dream, uh, he was just golden with all he did. So I'm interested to see how, or not how, rather. Uh, who comes out on top in this match? Yeah, uh, I wonder who they're gonna go with. I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel like it would be maybe a little cheaper to put the belt back on Adam. Yeah. If they were gonna, because you know, eventually Finn was gonna get that belt back anyway. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it was in the timeline for them to put the belt on Finn this soon. Yeah, no, but I, I feel like Finn should get the title because he put the title on Finn. And then you can leave the idea around for Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era to come up to the main roster. Yeah. Because you know it's bound to happen. It's only a matter of time before they come up. Yeah. yeah. Whether they try to hold it off and make it like after Mania, I doubt that's what they're going to do. Uh, it would suck if they did that. Um, I would say like maybe somewhere around Survivor Series that's you do it. That's what I would think. Probably... Either Survivor Series or even the Rumble. But then again, you got a long ways to go before the Royal Rumble, too. So I think Finn gets it, and then uh, the Undisputed Era will come up with uh, Adam Cole and the upcoming draft, whenever they decide the draft is going to be. Yeah, because they haven't said anything about the draft, I think, on TV. No, yeah, they haven't said it. has been on the books. Yeah, like... Almost, almost everybody's saying that they're going to have a draft. Some people are saying October. Some people are saying November. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows when the draft is going to happen, but I think if it does happen in that time frame, that's the perfect time for the Undisputed Era to come up. And just for that reason alone, I think Finn gets the title. Um, so next we're going to jump into the WWE news. Uh, this is something that caught my attention, and... I was confused as hell on why this happened, but apparently WWE has now put a rule in place where superstars are not allowed to do third-party uh, like social media type of things where it is no YouTube, no Cameo, no TikToks. No Twitch. Oh, yeah, no Twitch. Uh, and... Basically, anything that involves streaming or video. Yeah, anything, and I think um, anything that they can use their name on. Like yeah. Anything that they can use their WWE name on for likeness that gets you any kind of revenue that's not from the WWE. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why Vince is doing that. Like, dude, we're in a pandemic. This is how people are passing their time as most people should do like they're passing time they're making ends meet they're trying to find new ways to you know keep themselves occupied and have a source of income and for a lot of people this is a source of income it might not be a great source of income but it's still a source of income nonetheless and you're taking that away from a lot of people who aren't making that much money um and it's it's crazy because not all the people you're taking this away from are gonna make tv next week yeah, true. It's not like you're going to magically start using everyone on the roster again. Yeah, very true. Because you figure there's a lot of people that you got Lana, you have, um, you got Liv Morgan just started a YouTube channel, and then this rule came into effect. Mm-hmm. You got yeah, Jessamine Duke has been having a YouTube channel. Yeah, Je- Jessamine Duke, uh, Xavier Woods, 
for God's sakes, the dude's at like what, like three million subs or something like that. To and the point where WWE wanted to add it to their program. Yeah, and now that's a now apparently that's a big no no. And then you got a lot of people doing cameos. You got people like Big E who have jumped in on cameo. You got uh, Kurt Angle. Um, who else is doing cameo? Uh, there's a lot of people on. I think Paige is on like everything. Yeah, Paige is on cameo. Because she can't wrestle. Yeah, very true. You got Paige on cameo. You have um, you got a lot of legends that you have still signed to legends contracts on there. I don't know if the legend contracts work different, but I would assume they do since they're using their wrestling name. It's still like Like, I know Mark Henry's on a Legends contract. Mark Henry has the cameo. Mm. Uh, you got Lana with the TikToks. Um, it, it's a crazy thing, man. A lot of people are, are going to be hurting from this. Uh, I, I, I just think it's stupid. I understand, like, maybe why Vince is doing it is because he's going virtual. Yeah. So he wants to corner the market on the WWE superstars going virtual and... Maybe that's why he wants to do it, so he can get more money in his pocket. But, dude, you're taking money away from stuff that they can do on their own. They're independent contractors. They should be able to do this type of thing. And that's that's what's really important to say for anybody who doesn't know. Because um, there are people out there who don't. The WWE wrestlers are independent. Um, they're signed as independent contracts. Mm-hmm. So if they don't show up, they don't get paid. Yeah, the only the only thing they really get paid for if they don't show up is merch, the merch right. sales. That's it. For for anyone employed to WWE, and, and the crazy thing is, even though you're signed as an independent um, contractor, you can't work with anybody else because yeah. of the non compete clause. So now you can't work with anybody else. You can't have um, there's there's no uh, union. There's no like. Um, company signing because you're signed as yeah. an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing you can really rely on for the company to do unless you're showing up on TV or you're selling a whole lot of merch. Exactly. So now you can't work with anybody else. If you don't have anything selling on merch, you're not making money off merch. Exactly. And you can't go make money on your own now. Yeah, th- so. this hurts a lot. Like I said, this hurts a lot of people. Look at Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, she's been here, what, like four years, five years? She just got her first merch shirt. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely did buy it. Ima- imagine what this would be for um, Zack Ryder. Oh yeah, this this would, jeez. The whole reason Zack Ryder was even relevant, relevant on TV was because of the internet. Mm-hmm. Imagine Zack not being able to even use the internet. I mean, he already wasn't used for an entire year. Mm-hmm. So all the money he was making that year had to be coming from third parties. Yeah, you can't even do that now. So what about the other Zack Riders that they're not putting on TV for so long? You know what that you know what that makes me wonder? If they're doing stuff like that where they can't, you know, do the Twitch and the TikToks and the cameos and YouTube, you think they would be able to do podcasts? Or you think I that would imagine would, not. Yeah, because that's a lot a lot of people just jump to that too. You figured because Luke Gallows podcasts go up on YouTube, a lot of mm-hmm. these podcasts go up on Third party sites like Spotify, where you mm-hmm. would get paid for your streams. Yeah, so probably not. Piss off a lot of people. Like if, if Leo Rush. Because everyone there, has a podcast now. Yeah, Carl Anderson. Leo Rush, Leo exactly. Rush. Prime yeah. example. Leo Rush, when he was off TV, was making all his money through YouTube and Spotify. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be able to do any of that. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a crazy thing to ask your wrestlers who are not actually your wrestlers Mm -hmm. because you won't sign them to company contracts as employees. You're only signing them as independents. It's a crazy thing to ask. And if you're going to sign them as independent contractors, you should at least let them. You should at least book them for the dates you're going to book them and the dates that they aren't booked. You should let them go wrestle for another promotion. Exactly. They can't even do that anymore. Yeah. Like, On top it. of the fact that you've bought most of their competition now anyway. Exactly. So like, the places you would send them to work, they can't work anymore mm-hmm. anyway because you've bought them out. That's why I like the minor promotions a little. I like them a little bit more sometimes because if you're signed to an impact contract, you can jump over and wrestle a match or two in Ring of Honor. You can jump over for a match or two in New Japan. It's happened before, and I think they're going to start doing it again. And you know what? I think AEW business-wise is going to capitalize off of this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, they, they they're probably going to go the, the entire other way. 
Yeah, because they they're already allowing you to work with New Japan. Mm-hmm. The, they were already allowing the Lucha Brothers to go down into AAA. Yeah, like, and they just had um, they just had Thunder Rosa come over for All Out. Exactly. They're literally, they're gonna, they're gonna be smart about this. They're gonna, they're gonna do some great stuff with that. I feel like they're gonna corner the market and they're gonna do something like that. And WWE is gonna try to copy them. Like they're gonna be like, oh wow, they did it and it worked. Mm-hmm. Like and. I They're think. going totally left with every AEW idea. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird because I don't think it's... It, I don't know if it's in direct um, refusal to be like them or if it's Vince in his own head being like, well, they did that. Let's do something even better than that. But AEW's actually embracing all that stuff. Like how WWE's like no cameos, no TikToks, no YouTube, nothing like that. AEW's been embracing it because you figure you have Brandy. Brandy's doing her own thing, the shot, the shot of Brandy show. Yeah. And you have um, being the elite. You have yeah. all those things going on. Like Matt Hardy had, they're letting Matt Hardy do his YouTube thing. Chris Jericho's still allowed to do his stuff. That's a really big thing too. You got to remember because um, the first uh, AEW kind of event, um, All In. Mm-hmm was really based off of being the elite, the mm-hmm. YouTube series. Every match buildup was basically just shown on the YouTube series. Yeah. So it's really it's really crazy how they started and um how they've been able to make their money and build this brand from third party places and skyrocket to this place and um, make it to a place where they want to work with everyone else, where Vince is shutting everyone else out or mm-hmm. buying them out. And now he's keeping you from making money anywhere else. Yeah. But he won't sign you as an employee strictly for the company, even though all the contracts are non-compete. That's something that Hunter's going to have to fix, or Steph is, whoever gets Somebody's the company. Look at that. Whoever gets the company when, on the day that Vince passes, that's something they're going to have to fix. Because, I mean, it might be, it might be something... I don't know, desirable in the eyes of stockholders. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I guess it makes more money for them because now they're not losing money from wrestlers doing other stuff on the side. Not that they were losing it anyway. Well, it's but, yeah, it, it'll, it'll again, it'll get more eyes on the product. Look at Xavier Woods' YouTube channel. There's right. people that just like, that strictly like gaming. Right, now if you, now if you want to monetize these kind of things, you got to do it through them. Yeah, like I... If I was a if I was a person who didn't know a lick about wrestling, I would still know about my gaming, and I would watch Xavier Woods' YouTube channel and be like, "Oh, he's a decent gamer. Like I like what he does with the games and stuff." Exactly. And then all of a sudden, oh, he, okay, he's a wrestler. Let me tune in to see what he does on wrestling. And then he's bringing all these wrestling guests on. Like you figure he had Triple H on there. He had Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. He had Liv Morgan, Bailey, everybody, Oscar, everybody, literally anyone you can think of on the roster. Mm-hmm has been there i remember for a time i was um uh i was binging it because he was going back and playing uh the old gm modes yeah with uh tyler breeze mm-hmm. yeah so it's just it shows you that these guys can do more and it's gonna get more eyes on the product and they can make more money and you're gonna take that away from them now it doesn't really make sense in my eyes i just don't know how you expect people to stay yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I mean, it's getting because I I know Xavier like, Woods is gonna be really pissed about that. I mean, unless he might be the only exempt one, because he doesn't use the Xavier Woods name. He uses uh, Austin Creed still. Right, true. Um, the only time he uses the Xavier Woods name is when he says, "Follow me on Instagram at Xavier Woods PhD." Mm-hmm. That's the only time he uses Xavier Woods. Um, so maybe he'll be exempt from that. I don't know. I doubt he will, but it it paints a thing though, because now is it is it anything with a WWE name or is it I just can't go make money on my own? Yeah, that's that's one of those things that uh we're gonna have to figure out and it's gonna be a real uh gray area. But What on earth was that? <laughs> Somebody was unforgettable. Oh my god. But it's like it's like what does it consist of now? Because do I have to just change my name on everything? Mm-hmm. Or is it just I just can't be involved in any third party thing at all? I think I, I think uh Because then you, I 
I just I don't know. I don't know how you expect people to stay. Yeah. Because if you won't put them on TV, you won't use them right. You won't let them be creative, and you won't let them make money anywhere and else. You're, yeah, you're gonna like, take away their. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a rough time. Why does anyone want to still work for you? Like I don't understand. But here's the thing too: if everyone refuses to do it, are they now released from their contracts? Because I, I guarantee you there's there's that, people back there that want to leave. There is a lot of people. That aren't being used would, because they're in contract. No, I mean, like, there would be a lot of people that would be released from their damn contracts. You would see a lot of call-ups from NXT. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shit, you might see a lot of people leave NXT. <laughs> Shit, man. I, I, I'm, at le- I, I I'm counting. Wonder. I'm counting on my fingers right now. There's at least maybe, like, seven or eight off the top of the head that would leave. Mm-hmm. Or contemplate, heavily contemplate leaving because of that. Um. All right, so now we're gonna jump into Bailey and Sasha. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Bailey and Sasha lost the uh, women's tag team titles to the unique tag team, to say the least, of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that whole thing going on? The submission magician. <laughs> That is, that is my comment. The submission that was a, magician. That was a beautiful submission. The queen of spades, Shayna Baszler. Now, you might as well call this her. Is, this is my girl. She's the queen right of spades at this point. The queen of spades, the submission magician. They don't say these things for no reason. Mm-hmm. She is simply the best. Like I, I agree. We're talking about a woman who was Ronda Rousey before Ronda Rousey. Mm -hmm. A woman, Becky Lynch, went to Vince McMahon and told him at WrestleMania, I need to lose to this woman. Now, Vince was too dumb at the time to do the smart thing and have her win. But I digress. (laughs) Shayna Baszler is, she's, she's simply the best. And, you know, Nia Jax is there, too. But that's the thing. You know, whatever. Shayna Baszler is, <laughs> is the best female wrestler of the COVID era. And I was waiting for you to say that because I was going to jump in front of you and steal your line. So I'm glad you just said it because I was literally this close to stealing your line. Oh, man. I was, I was going to use your line and say she just pulled off the best submission of the COVID era. It very well may be. It very well may be. I was jumping out of my seat watching her wrap one arm around I, I, I was watching that. I was watching that whole thing go down. I'm like, all right, that's a dope submission. Okay. And then she did the other part. I was like, holy crap, this is getting good. And then she used the arm and choked yes. out the other one. I was like, oh my God, that is great. Like, I loved it. That was... I popped watching that. I had to watch it like three times. I was like, there's no freaking way she pulled that off. It warms my heart. To see your people do good. To see my people do good. I know, right? It's about time to put some respect on your people's name. Speaking of which, um, small drop back before we move on with the women's um, thing. Because, you know, Bailey, Sasha. Before we get into all that, connection to Sasha Banks. Mercedes Martinez. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, one of the people that trained the great, the amazing submission magician, Shayna Baszler. Mercedes Martinez is actually going um, one-on-one with your girl as well, Rhea Ripley. Mm -hmm. And it is just great to see Mercedes Martinez get a spotlight. Finally, she's been so good for so long, and she's totally deserved it. Yeah, and Rhea is a great person for her to tee off with, because Rhea, they both got that rough, tough demeanor that, you know... Like they're they're gonna have a pissing contest between each other, and it's gonna be something to. Something I will to be answer. very tuned in for that. But back to the whole Sasha Bailey thing. Yeah. Um, you know they're having their issues, but the the real thing to take away from this, listeners, is Shayna Baszler <laughs> is a champion again. Shayna Baszler, that that is that is a Stevie Jobbers takeaway from the entire pod, ladies and gentlemen. Shayna Baszler is a champion again. She is the champ. Um, I understand why. At first, I didn't understand why they put them together. I really didn't. But then I sat back and I thought about it. There's people that are fans of Nia, yes. but there's a lot more people that aren't fans of Nia. Absolutely. 
And there's people that aren't fans of Shayna, but there's a lot more people who are fans of Shayna. Like even Absolutely. even though Shayna's a heel, they love Shayna as a heel. They love Shayna no matter what. Um, so I feel like they put them together to get Nia over. I think that's why they put those two together was to get Nia over and to get Nia cheered. Because now now that you watch them, they're still like button heads with each other. But they're still trying to play it off like they're turning face a little bit. Because yeah. you see Nia win the title and she was like, Woo, I'm a champion. I'm a champion. We did it. Hi, Mom. I'm a champion. Like, you've never seen Nia that giddy, that excited in a WWE ring. No. And it gave me... It gave me Kane and Daniel Bryan vibes. Exactly. If I want to take it back even farther, I'm, I'm going to say it gave me Kane and Hurricane vibes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just like you have... Shayna looked like she wanted to talk after they won the titles, and Nia just kept jumping in the way, and she was like, all right, let's go celebrate. Let's go. And I feel like this is just happening to get Nia over, but it's early to call, but yeah. I'm going to say that it's going to work. I want it to work. I'm going to say it's going to work. Any situation where Shayna Baszler is holding gold, I want to work. Well, even if it the, even if it's not them holding gold, them as a tag team, I, I feel like it could work. It's gonna I hit. feel like it's a very dangerous force. As long as they keep bucking them in ring the way they've been bucking them, mm-hmm. which like is I, very strong, yeah, like I'm all for it. Obviously, they, they got to sand off the rough edges a little bit. It's a trial and error process right. with any new tag team. But I feel like in the end, this could work. This could lead to something good yeah. and, it, and it's gonna be entertaining as hell to see Nia bounce around going I'm a champion hi mom I'm a champion <laughs> her being the jokester and Shayna being the serious one never in my life did I think Nia would be a jokester <sighs> but you know what as long as it works yeah as long as, long as uh, you know Shayna keeps getting gold as long as it works as long as Nia still looks like a monster as long as Shayna still looks like a badass Brock Lesnar it's just I, I love everything about it Mm-hmm. So, so let's keep it. Let's keep the belts on them, and you know I'm sad it's Tamina instead of Nia Jax, but what are you gonna do? You mean you're glad it's uh, you're sad it's a uh, Nia Jax instead of Tamina? Oh, is that is that not what I said? What no, you said you're sad it's Tamina instead of Nia Jax. Oh yeah, yeah, I made it the other way around. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sad it's. He wants Nia he he, he wanted Tamina. Tamina in the spotlight for Tamina once. Tamina is my other girl. <laughs> um. So next we got. Roman Reigns versus his cousin, Jay Uso, at Night of Champions. When the hell did you think this was going to happen in this so? lifetime? Like, when... I don't think anyone could have ever predicted this in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have predicted them fighting at one point. Definitely. Definitely not for a world title. No. But you know what? Um... Jay deserves it. Don't get Usos, me wrong. Oh, Usos don't. Deserve do it. not get me wrong. I love the idea. Like, I love it. The fact that Us is getting his shot at a at a singles title mm-hmm. is great. Granted, I think Jimmy is the more colorful brother. But with Jimmy out right now, Jay is the obviously the next option. And Jay's not a bad a bad talker or a bad worker at all. At all. I just feel like Jimmy of the two is the more colorful one. Jay is the more serious one. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it could work in a dynamic where, all right, they're both serious. They're both going to go at each other. I want to see how it works out because when the segment broke down and Big E got taken out by Sheamus, they said it was still going to be a fatal four-way. They're just working on who the fourth man's going to be. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman pulls Adam Pierce aside and says, hey, uh, can I have a word with you real quick? I just want to run something by you. And then, obviously, they pans the commercial, and then it comes up that Jay Uso is in the fatal four-way. And when he goes to thank Roman, Roman's like, that wasn't me. Uh, that was all Paul. So it makes you wonder, what's what's Paul Heyman got in mind here? Like, is he just trying to turn Roman into a monster and destroy his family? Or is he just trying to buy some goodwill from Jay Uso, bring him in and create his own Samoan, like Samoan dynasty? Ooh. Like his own, you know, Samoan kick-ass stable. I would like that. Yeah, I would I, like I, to see that. I wonder what it is because Tamina's just hanging around. Yeah, like he takes the he takes. That the, would be very cool. And Paul has 
for Paul Heyman to run a Samoan Dynamite. It's not like Paul Heyman hasn't managed a bunch of great guys at yeah, once no. before. And I was going to say, Paul just has... If you think about um, the Dangerous Alliance, mm-hmm. I believe it was Paulie Dangerously. Uh, Paulie Dangerous? Yeah, Paulie Dangerously when he was in WCW. Ran the uh, Dangerous Alliance. Yes, yes, that, yes. I know exactly. Back what when you're he talking. had the huge. Yeah, uh, I know phone. exactly what you're talking. It's not like he he's he's inexperienced with running a dynasty full of people. Yeah, no. That is successful. So I could see it. I could see it happening. And not only that, he has history with that family. Absolutely. He was friends. He was fr- close friends with Roman's father. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman's father, Roman's uncle. Uh, obviously, you know him and Rikishi. They they talk here and there. Um. So it just it works. Like Paul has history with that family, and they talked about they touched on that a little bit when he was feuding with Brock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he said, I know your father. Your father is an USO. Your father is a brother, and to see them together now, it actually made me smile. Cause I, it makes you happy. It does because I seen it, and I just sat there and I froze, and the only words that came out of my mouth were, "It's about fucking." time because this was years like i've waited years to see this and it finally happened for the longest time i've wanted to see paul manage roman because it would make roman a kick-ass heel yeah and even with no fans there he's still a kick-ass heel and it's always felt like roman needed something extra and Mm -hmm. we couldn't really figure out what it was yeah but paul with him with paul just feels like He's gonna be. Brock. It just feels like it works. He's gonna be a. He's gonna be Brock that talks a little bit more, because mm-hmm. he talks better than Brock. He's not the greatest talker by any means, but he talks better than Brock. And his entering is better. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like he can actually, you know, do some crazy stuff more than Brock can. But granted, Brock is bigger. Brock is older than what he was mm-hmm. ten years ago. Roman is still able to do all the crazy jumps and. He can't flip, but he can do the jumps. He can do. He can take the a dive. dive. He can, yeah, I was gonna say he can take a suicide dive. He can do all that crazy stuff, and he can still throw people around and whip some ass with a steel chair. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I feel like it's his missing piece, and you know, um, I, I finally feel like he's on the level of um, the, he's on the level Seth used to be at. Yeah, we have the stuff is at he Seth is still at that level now, but it took a while for it to grow. Yeah, it, it's a little but, it's a little different now with Seth. I yeah. would I would say, but Roman is definitely at that spot where he needed to be. Yeah, where you didn't have to try and believe in him. Mm-hmm. That was always the thing that I thought made Seth a little bit different from Roman. Mm-hmm. You you didn't have to try to believe in Seth. Yeah. You knew Seth was just, he was made. Like, from the moment he stole the title at WrestleMania, Absolutely. you just, he was just it. You didn't have to try to like him anymore. You just, you know, he was just it. Mm-hmm. And you just yeah. liked it. Well, but Roman, you always had to, like, there was always something you had to forgive. Yeah, like, you, you knew it was there with Roman, but it was, how do you unlock it? How yeah. do you actually get it to where it needs to be? It, it needs right. the, It needs that extra... That extra something with it, mm-hmm. and this might be that extra something yeah, that gets him there. Paul, oh yeah! Like I don't even have to, you know what I mean? I didn't have mm-hmm. to try to like it. I just like it now. Yeah. It just works. It, it's like it's like you took, it's like you took an atomic bomb, and you just added another atomic bomb to that atomic <laughs> bomb. That's literally what it was, and then it just made it even better. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is gonna be great. Roman is definitely going to be kicking ass for a while. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder if Paulie gets a Samoan dynasty out of it. I hope so. Because um, it will be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's all we got for now. Um, anything else you want to touch on? Um, I think we can get to the shoutouts. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anything else I want to point out. Um, no. All right, so we're going to get to these shout-outs. I shouted them out earlier. I'm going to shout them out again. If you're a fan of football and you like trash talking, go to Facebook, find NFL Trash Talk 2020. They got merchandise up. They got they do lives almost every day. They have a fantasy football guru who's been in and out of NFL locker rooms. 
Knows a lot about football, answers all the questions you have. Check them out, NFL Trash Talk 2020. Um, I'm going to shout out my boy Reckless Pops and the proper popper. They, uh, I want to shout out K&L. Before oh, yeah, yeah, uh, K&L. Always looking out for us. Yeah, definitely. They do a lot of great stuff on YouTube, the mystery boxes, the YouTube lives. We're actually going to join them on the YouTube live soon. So go check them out at The Proper Popper and at Reckless Pops. They do great things. Go check them out. Great people. All right. Last but not least, man. Oh, yeah. Stay dangerous, y'all. One love.